0: Let's chat Qantas now. Despite 15 years of guiding Qantas through crisis after crisis, it is looking as though Alan Joyce is heading towards a bit of an inglorious end at least in financial terms. The former Qantas chief executive is facing a potential clawback of his final payout. If allegations that the airline sold fares for flights that had already been cancelled are proven. We're joined this morning by somebody who's been following this saga closely and it is quite a saga isn't it? Peter Ryan, the ABC senior business correspondent. Good morning to you. Just explain how this clawback of Alan Joyce's bonuses might actually work.
1: Well, uh, good morning, Tom. Qantas uh, released its much-anticipated annual report yesterday afternoon after a pretty unusual delay. It is a weighty document, but the key information was in the remuneration section, which shows Alan Joyce was paid $21.4 million in the last financial year, but $14.4 million of that could be clawed back if the Qantas board considers that necessary. So that's $8.3 million of previously... Awarded bonuses and $2.2 million in short-term bonuses. And of course, it's not just Alan Joyce. Other top executives at Qantas will have their short-term bonuses reduced by 20% and the board will withhold the balance uh, because of the customer and brand damage. And they're waiting on the outcome of the ACCC's uh, legal action. Now, there are some very big ifs here. The big one is the alle- a triple a- allegations that Qantas sold flights for fares that didn't exist; these need to be tested in court and the status of the bonuses for Alan Joyce and Qantas executives hang in the balance. But at the very least, Alan Joyce loses $500,000. So that potential docking takes Alan Joyce's golden parachute down from what might have been $24 million to a potential $13 million. But as I said, a lot of very big ifs.
0: Still pretty hefty though, right? Uh, Now, this isn't just about Alan Joyce though, Peter. What about Richard Goida in the uh, role as Qantas chairman?
1: Well, Tom, uh, Richard Goyder is under a lot of pressure. I'm hoping to be speaking with him later today. Uh, but big investors, including superannuation funds and the Australian Shareholders Association, think that Mr Goyder needs to go. That's because Mr Goyder and the Qantas board signed off on Alan Joyce's strategy over the years, which has, of course, backfired. And uh, separate to the C action, there's last week's high court ruling that Qantas unlawfully sacked 1,700 ground workers at the height of the pandemic. So there are some very big questions for Richard Goiter and the Qantas board to answer.
0: Yeah, good luck with that interview this afternoon, Peter. Now, just away from Qantas, the US Federal Reserve, I just want to ask you about that. It's left interest rates on hold. This decision came down overnight, our time. So what does that mean? Is the inflation emergency over?
1: Oh, far from it. Uh, This morning, uh, the federal funds rate has been held steady, and you'd think that might be good news. But the Fed's chair, and Jerome Powell had a sting in the tail that rates could stay higher for longer throughout 2024 and that there could be another rate hike in store before rate cuts can be considered, given that inflation is still well above the Federal Reserve's 2% target. Here's what Jerome Powell told reporters a few hours ago. Inflation has moderated somewhat since the middle of last year. Nevertheless, the process of getting inflation sustainably down to 2% has a long way to go. We're prepared to raise rates further, if appropriate, and we intend to hold policy at a restrictive level until we're confident that inflation is moving down sustainably toward our objective. My colleagues and I are acutely aware that high inflation imposes significant hardship as it erodes purchasing power, especially for those least able to meet the higher costs of essentials, like food housing and transportation.
0: US Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell speaking in Washington in the early hours of this morning in the wake of that decision, the Federal Reserve leaving interest rates in the US on hold. Peter Ryan still with us. Peter, speaking of interest rates, I want to ask you about Michelle Bullock about to start day four as Reserve Bank Governor here in Australia. Now you've been speaking with the Treasurer Jim Chalmers who gave her the job, it's, it's worth noting. Has he been giving Ms. Bullock any advice?
1: Well, Tom, uh, Jim Chalmers was speaking yesterday in front of a uh, Walkley Foundation luncheon for business journalists. This was the announcement of finalists for the Walkley Awards that will be coming up at the end of the year. Uh, Dr Chalmers said, yes, he'd been talking to uh, Ms Bullock a lot, uh, mainly about implementing the Reserve Bank's review, which we've been hearing a lot about. But I asked uh, Jim Chalmers about how he felt about the treatment of Michelle Bullock's predecessor, Philip Lowe, who became uh, a target of tabloids, some pretty unusual paparazzi treatment given the normally low profile status of a a Reserve Bank governor staked out by commercial media and also the ABC. Over those 12 rate rises since May last year, Jim Chalmers told me that he worried that that sort of treatment might repel future RBA candidates.
2: I didn't love it when, when Phil was getting chased down the street. You know when they were camped out the front of his house, and I know I'm in a room uh, which is largely made up of working journalists, and I respect the work that you do, but I didn't love that. That made me really uncomfortable, and partly because I didn't want that to be a deterrent uh, from people who might have the skills and abilities and capabilities to be a governor, and thought, well, I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to be part of all of that, and so I did worry about that, Peter. To be frank with you, and so hopefully. Uh, we find a way uh, that we can, we, I mean Australia, can hold the decisions of the Independent Reserve Bank board up to the light. They shouldn't be beyond criticism, obviously. Uh, They should be contested, but hopefully uh, we can find a better way to do it.
0: It was extraordinary treatment, wasn't it, Uh, considering, as you say, the the normally low profile of uh, an RBA governor, Peter Ryan, the treasurer, Jim Chalmers, there speaking to Peter at a Walkley Foundation luncheon yesterday. Now, Peter, before you go... Uh, The next question as well is, is when's Jim Chalmers going to appoint a deputy RBA governor to support Michelle Bullock in that new role?
1: Well, uh, you might think that there would be a Deputy Governor in place already, but that's not necessarily the way it works. But uh, Jim Chalmers doesn't appear to be in a rush to do this. Uh, he says that he's still interviewing candidates and actually uh, spoke with one potential yesterday before that uh, Walkley luncheon. Uh, but uh, Jim Chalmers says there's a bigger bigger focus on getting the right person in place, particularly as that important Reserve Bank review has to be rolled out and implemented. Uh, but Getting that person there, the Deputy Governor, is going to be pretty important, who, after all, will be a heartbeat away from RBA Governor Michelle Bullock.
0: Okay, Peter, thank you as always for joining us. The ABC's Senior Business Correspondent, Peter Ryan.